This episode is brought to you by Creepy Coffee Air Roasters in Forest Park, Illinois. Want to get 25% off your first bag of coffee? Use code COFFEEBOSS, all one word now, at creepycoffee.com. Today, I'm going to be reviewing Creepy Coffee Roasters Mount Oku, and I like to call it the Mount Oku. I can't do that very well. Oku. Anyways, Mount Oku is air roasted um, by Creepy Coffee Air Roasters in Chicago, or excuse me, Forest Park, Illinois, which is basically right by Chicago. Um, And you'll learn a ton about air roasting on this episode. So this coffee is from the Northwest region of Cameroon, if I'm pronouncing that right. Mount Okur is the largest volcano in the area. And Mount Oku has flavor notes of caramel, red cherries, and floral. Um, personally, I loved it. I've been drinking it this week, and it has. Thank you so much to Kirby Coffee Air Roasters for sending me a bag to try. Um, I thought it was amazing, and I really am. Since it's summer, I really like some fruity notes, and I don't want anything like super dark. Um, but the cool thing about this is that it what, it did have caramel notes. I tasted the caramel notes, but it wasn't super overpowering. It was still light with the red cherry and floral notes. So I would recommend this. I think it's a great blend year round. Um, but personally, I think it probably would be, I don't know, you might, it's up for personal preference. I think uh, I would drink it year round. Um, but some people might think that this might be more of a winter coffee. I don't know. Um, so some of the pros of this is that it's air roasted and as you'll learn in this episode, air roasting is so, it takes so fast. Like it takes one hour to prepare. They roast it in one hour. Um, they can do small batches for like per the bag. And so it's cool cause you have the choice when you order online or if you're in forest park, you can go in person and you could choose your roast level when you order. So you can customize it to light like medium, 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 dark, or dark. It's just so cool and personable. And you can also create your or customize your grind. Um, this also means it's going to be super fresh. They're air roasting it right before they send it to you or right before you go in to pick it up. You're watching them air roast it. Um, the patch, I think the packaging is also super dope. Um, they do direct trade, so there's no middleman. It's above, they pay above average wages to their farmers, which is dope. Um, air roasting is electric, which while traditional traditional drum roasting uses gas, so it's way better for the environment. Um, some of the cons, uh, I did some research and studies show that the average price in America for a bag of uh, ro- like specialty roasted coffee is uh, $16.90. $16. This bag of coffee is $18. So It's a tiny bit above, Um, I would say that it's worth it, but some people might think that's a con. And um, I think that since it's not traditionally roasted, if if that's like very unusual for you and you don't want to try anything new, then that might be a con. Um, And, you know, this coffee has a ton of caffeine. I, I was like wired when I, when I drink it. I love that. I need to wake up. I have a big job to do. Um, but you know, some people might, that might be too much. So that's a con, um, that could be a con for you. Anyways, love this coffee. 
please check it out. Welcome to Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm your host, a 22-year-old barista from sunny Orange County, California. I road tripped around America for three months in my car, visiting over 100 coffee shops in 30 different states. I interviewed coffee professionals all over the country while evaluating the coffee and culture of coffee shops. Upon my return, I started Coffee Boss to help others who want to learn more about what it takes to break into the coffee industry, the second biggest commodity in the world. Many baristas have a dream of starting their own shops, and I do too. Coffee Boss is a resource to help all of us achieve our coffee goals together and learn what we need to do to become coffee bosses. So Frida, um, I wanted to ask you about your opinion on Chicago pizza. Chicago pizza. Okay. Because you're from Chicago and you're in Chicago right now. Yeah. So close to (laughs) you're like basically in Chicago. Close, close enough. I'm like 20 minutes from, from uh, the city. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, everyone knows Chicago pizza as like the deep dish. Um, That's kind of like the, the, deep dish that you get every once in a while but we are right you know everyday pizza is more like the tavern style um obviously thinner crust delicious we eat it all the time uh deep dish is just kind of like yeah i can't even remember the last time i had deep dish it's just kind of like when you have friends that are not from uh, you know from out, out of town friends you take them because they want deep dish and that's when you eat it but you know i'm more of a tavern style uh pizza and that's like normal pizza. That's What's just normal. Pi- it's just it's just what we call it. It's just normal pizza, and then we we cut it into squares instead of slices. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so that that's that's pretty much what tavern style is. Um, that's huh. the one that you know we usually eat on a regular basis, not the deep dish pizza that everyone like knows us for. Yeah, I know. When I went, I I was like, oh my gosh, everyone probably has this all the time. My friend was like, no, it's like for special occasions only, really. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, there's really nothing that I can think of in California. Like we have Mexican food. That's what everyone eats here, like tacos. But that's like, I have tacos like every week. (laughs) Taco Tuesday, you know, but it's cheap. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And how cold is it right now? Uh, actually not that cold. Um, I think we were at like 40 something degrees, oh, that's not bad. which is, you know, after we had like uh, a couple of days that we were like kind of almost at zero or felt like zero. So when, when it's 40, yeah. it's summertime for us where it's like, we're, we're ready. <laughs> yeah. And it's February. So, I mean, that's like, is that usual or it's like, um, well, uh, lately it's been the winters have been kind of weird. They're a little too long, but they're not like harsh winters. We haven't had any like um, too many like snowstorms. Uh, so snow has been very light for winter. Um, still cold cool. with wind and stuff, but like nothing, you know, too crazy. Like the polar vortex that we had a couple of years ago. That was crazy. I was going to say, <laughs> I heard about the polar vortex and I was like, what? <laughs> Oh yeah, that sounds insane. That that was definitely insane. Um, some people like uh, their pipes burst open just because of how cold it would get. Um, yeah. Some people didn't have heat because the cables got like frozen. They would like they fell from like 
the how yeah. like, frozen <laughs> they they got. So it was it was pretty pretty intense. Uh, so it, it was definitely a uh, harsh harsh uh harsh one for harsh us. winters. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the show Sh- Shameless? I have. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, and it's based out of Chicago, right? Yeah, Southside. Okay, so, and that's like completely different, though, from where you are, where you guys are at. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a little bit. Our um, I'm, I would say, I probably live like thirty minutes from the South Side. Um, so okay. it's not it's not too bad. I have friends that you know live in little village and i visit them from time to time so it's just yeah. one of the neighborhoods in in chicago area it's probably exaggerated huh oh uh, i guess it depends on where but like overall like it's not it's obviously you know it's a tv show so it is a little bit more right. dramatized right yeah i always thought that was so interesting i'm like chicago is so cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so cool well hey guys i have my friend frida on and me and frida met in chicago of all places (laughs) and frida is manages um a shop called cribby coffee uh they air roast which is super cool and super unique and so frida is going to be talking all about that but um frida do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and just what you're into and all that yeah absolutely so um interesting story um, I started off in the coffee business just kind of like, just cause I needed a job. I was looking for, um, a place to work at and this coffee shop slash breakfast lunch hired me. And, you know, before working there, I had no coffee experience. I knew absolutely nothing. Um, right. so that's kind of where I started, um, to Blue Max, Blue coffee? Max coffee. That's, that's what it was called. Okay. Um, so that's literally where I learned everything from it, like from hosting to like moving up and being a barista to being assistant manager to being manager. So that's kind of like where I got a lot of my wow. um, experience from. How old were you? I was, I was definitely on the younger side. I was, I think, 22. 21, 22 when I started okay. working. I'm 22. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, I was exactly cool. your age when I started working at this coffee shop. And I started off as um, just kind of register host. And I, I wasn't really interested in, you know, learning to be on bar just because it wasn't. I felt kind of intimidated by it just because we were using like a, a manual espresso machine. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, it's okay. Um but then we needed baristas and my manager was like, hey, we need you to learn. And I was like, OK, <laughs> like, I guess I'll do it. Like, I'll take yeah. it for the team because, <laughs> you know, to me, when I first started working, it was just kind of like a way to pay for school because I was going to uh, school part time and I was working, you know, multiple jobs to just pay for tuition. Um, so it wasn't That's really so cool. it wasn't like, oh, my God, I love coffee. I want to know everything. It was just kind of like you know, everything just kind of fell on my lap that, you know, I learned the trade. Um, and, you know, I learned to love it. And I decided to drop out of college uh, a couple years after that. Wow. And I was like, I just I really I really like the coffee industry. And I'm gonna continue to see where that kind of takes me. I, I really enjoy it. What are some of your coffee goals? 
Um, or were were they? What were some of your coffee goals at the time when you said, "I'm going to drop out of school because I think I can make my make it here"? Um, honestly, it was just kind of like more like of a, a recent decision. Maybe like this decision oh, I took okay. like a year ago, because up okay. until this time I was you know going part time to school, uh, paying everything out of pocket. So thankfully, right. I don't have any student debt. Um, didn't get to finish. Co- yeah, I didn't get to finish college though. Um, but I, I don't know, something about just the industry that I really fell in love with. I liked that every day was like something different. Um, I mean, you're doing essentially like the same thing over again, but like you're interacting with all kinds of, you know, people, you get to know your regulars. Um, it becomes a very like, invi- like inviting environment to work at. And, um, uh, I don't like sitting around and repeating the same task over and over again, so I knew like an office job or anything like that. I just right. w- was not, it, it was not for me. I like, you know, the hustle. I like the rushes. I like, you know, the calm before the storm, you know, before we get like a big rush on weekend. So everything about that was just very like, it's very exciting because it just kind of like, it keeps you like stimulated and you're just really focused on like, how you can improve on your like everyday tasks so i i just you know the service industry in general like i really learned to you know love and it's been a great experience for me for sure so would you ever maybe open your own shop someday um i think down the line i i would um just because i've learned so much become and- a coffee but bo- you're already a coffee <laughs> boss but like a boss, but a, you know, becoming bo- your own boss, yeah. your own boss, right? Yeah, I think eventually that that I think that might be the the move for me. Um, just because I've always, you know, I've never liked following orders or like I don't know. I I just I like that I get to make my own decisions without having to report back to someone. Um, right. What do you think is missing right now? Like. If you had to, if you were going to do it tomorrow, what would you say you need to do since you've put everything on the line already? Well, not everything on the line, but you've, you know, made some sacrifices. I'm just wondering, you know, what, what is the thing that you feel like you need to learn or maybe holding you back that, cause I think a lot of people might resonate with it, it you know, whatever it may be. Um, I guess it's just, you know, it's, it's scary. Like having so much ownership and just like, you know, you really have to, you know, hustle and make sure that it, you know, you're running something successful. And I, I think I'm, I'm almost there, but not quite. I think I just need to build up a little bit more confidence with myself. Um, cause I know I can, I can do it just cause I've already, you know, managed this is the second coffee shop that I manage. Um, right. so it's not like a foreign concept and, and, but it's just, you know, it's intimidating, like having yeah. so much ownership, it's, there's so much at stake there. And, you know, living in Chicago, there's a lot of competition. Um, So it's, it's scary opening up like your own coffee shop and, you know, you might fail, but you might not. Um, So it's just kind of like a big risk that I'm just kind of like, you know, building the courage to take that final step and like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start working on it. And it just, right now it's just kind of like, yeah, I have like an idea of how I might go about it, but like, there's, I don't have anything like concrete. Um, sure. That I feel. And you mentioned that oh. you mentioned that there was um, like 
a change when you were you started and you were just trying to pay the bills, right? And then you were there and you were like, "Oh my gosh, wait. This is this is it." You know? What do you think besides the customer service and stuff was there something like in you that was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is it for me." Um, I guess once I decided to, you know, take that step and become a barista i really fell in love with the the whole process of like from start to finish of just making a um you know a cup of even though it sounds so simple like i'm you know you're making a latte but there's like so much that goes to just making you know a cup of coffee or a latte um especially when i was working at blue max i um was using like a manual machine and that you know you you have to pull your own um, shots and you're like, um, oh my God, I the word just fell, like uh, left my mouth. Um, Don't worry. <laughs> brain freeze there. Um, but yeah, it's because it was a, a manual machine, you know, there's, a, you have to pay attention to the little details. Um, so that's why I kind of like didn't want to be a barista but then once I kind of conquered that fear and I, I got over it I you know realized that I'm actually pretty good at it like I I just needed to like have you know I also had a, a great you know trainer my old manager she was amazing at what she did so you know she really helped me come out of my shell and like be confident with like you know believing that I could because it was a very intense uh, training program. It was like a six week training program, three weeks of just yeah. pulling shots. And then another three weeks of like steaming milk. Um, so it, it was pretty intimidating, <laughs> but then once I got over it and I'm like, Oh, I really like this. I like the, you know, the craft of the coffee that I, you know, I didn't even know existed. Um, because, you know, like I said, said earlier, I didn't know anything about coffee. So it was just kind of like, oh, what's what's so like special about coffee? But then once I actually got to know and like, oh, there's like so much that goes into it that I had no idea. And that is one of the things that I, I that really like piqued my interest. But like I said, it wasn't until like a year ago that I decided that I'm like, okay, I this is something that I I I'm pretty passionate about and like I'm invested in it and I know I'm good at it and I can get better because I'm learning things every day in, in the trade. Um, so I'm just kind of, right. you know, uh, want to put all that knowledge, uh, you know, to use further down the line. And if it means opening up my own coffee shop, then that's something that, you know, I feel like it's in the cards for me. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that sets you apart from a lot of the people that are managing and know are learning things about coffee is that you are an expert on this air roasting. Um, not a lot of people know much about air roasting um, in America, and it sounds like you know a lot. So um, I'm curious to hear a little more about air roasting because I'm very novice when it comes to air roasting. In Southern California, we don't have much air roasting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had worked at a couple of different coffee shops and um, some of them, they didn't even roast in-house. They had already their beans pre-roasted at a, from a, another provider. Um, Blue Max is kind of where we had the traditional drum roasting. And it wasn't until I started working at Creepy Coffee about, I would say like maybe four years ago, I started at Creepy Coffee and that's 
where I learned air roasting, um, which is, I found, I find it, you know, super fascinating because it's electric um, as opposed to like the traditional drum roasting that, you know, is gas powered. So we're a little bit more, you know, eco-friendly. And uh, the cool thing that I, you know, love about air roasting is that we're able to do roasting in smaller batches and it's a little bit more, it's mm. definitely more consistent because we, we go by the temperature of the batch. So you get a consistent roast every time as opposed to drum roasting. Um, at least that, you know, when I was at Blue Max Coffee, we had someone come in specifically just for that. Um, so I don't know too much about like, really the full extent of the drum roasting just a, a little bit from when I was working at, at Blue Max Coffee but they kind of determine that it's done roasting by looking at the color of the bean um which really kind of makes you know batches a little inconsistent cuz you know how do you how do you know when the color is done it's kind of not a good way to you know um tell whether the coffee is you know finished roasting or not um so it's you know and and also it takes you know it cuts the time by half so we're able to do the air roaster that we have we're able to do it in three separate um weights it's one the first is 1.2 pounds the other one is 3.6 and the biggest batch that we do is 4.8 pounds of coffee per roast with a traditional drum roaster, you it's that it's a lot more, and you're not able to do like individual batches. So something that sets us apart from other coffee shops is if someone wants to come in and they're like, "Oh, I want to buy this, you know, um, Colombian bean," um, but the roast that we have for retail is medium. But if they come in and they're like, "But we want something a little bit on the darker side," so they they can come in and we will freshly batch a bag of coffee for them at the specific roast level that they want. Um, interesting. And, you know, so that's a positive part of it. That's a really interesting. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool. Cause the <laughs> whole process from start to finish roughly is about like 10 to 15 minutes, depending on how many, you know, pounds we're putting in there. If it's just one bag and you, it's usually about like 15 minutes, um, probably a little bit less. Cause it, it's only about eight minutes to f- roast a bag. Um, but then you have to cool it off a little bit. And then once we package it, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's good to go. But the process itself is no more than 15 minutes. So I have a question. Um, if owners are thinking about air roasting, or if you're thinking of air roasting, maybe someday for your own future coffee shop, um, what are some negatives of air roasting? I guess the only negative that I can think of is if something, if like the machine malfunctions and you're not like, you know, uh, mechanically inclined, it might be a little bit of a problem. Um, I know we have someone that is a little bit more, you know, um, you know, electronically, how do you say like they're good with machines and stuff. So yeah. um we, you know, uh they are able to kind of just fix little problems here and there from time to time. We we do have someone that knows the machines and they come in and take a look at the machine. Um 
sometimes we might have to call like the service number and try to figure out through the phone. Um, so that is kind of like one of the the cons of having an air roaster machine. So if you're if you're not really like sure how the machine operates, it it might be a bit of an obstacle. Um, sure. But I mean, that's with like any machine. It, the same thing can happen with an. You have to learn roasting. Yeah. yeah, the same thing can happen with. Now, is it more expensive? Um, I wouldn't say it's more expensive. Um, the equipment. The machine that we have right now, it's on the smaller side. We have a warehouse that you know we roast in a lot bigger batches, so they have these monster size um, air roasters. That those are because you guys have multiple locations, right? Now we have multiple locations. Yeah, so we, okay. um, you know, we started at Forest Park, then we. Um, opened up another one, a town over in Oak Park, and yeah. So you guys need more quantity, and it sounds like you get quantity from this because you can do small doses. Mm-hmm. So, so that's really cool. Uh, so yeah, like that, and then that's something you know we're gonna we're planning on opening up more coffee shops farther in the future, and we do want all the coffee shops to have their own air roaster because that's something that we really like. We are strongly believe in just having like fresh coffee and would you need the air roaster in house so that the baristas can roast those coffees for people that need it right then there yeah so why would you need it so so our our plan is to for all the coffee shops to have their own air roaster just because that's something that made us stand out in the first place um so we want to continue that with every store that we open um sure how long does it take to roast like air roast a bag of coffee if i came to you know the shop and was like i need what you said i need this to be darker or whatever how long would that take um it really does not take that long like just roast roasting like it, 10 minutes um yeah it's about it's about 10 minutes um wow because okay. it, it especially if you're doing just like one bag like if you're only you know uh weighing out like 1.2 pounds that it it only takes you like eight minutes uh, on average if you want obviously something a little bit on the darker side if you want like an espresso um roast then that usually is a little bit longer probably about closer to like 10 minutes just because you have to roast it a little bit longer um but right. if you're just doing you know on average it's usually about eight minutes to to roast a bag of beans and what are some of the other big coffee chains that are air roasting do you know them off the top like do you know any of those Uh, not in the chicagoland area at least i know there's like a lot of um places that still do the traditional drum roasting i believe dark matter um they're like a coffee chain in the city that you know they use the drum roaster uh there's another coffee shop in uh i think it's either forest park or park it's called whirlwind coffee i believe that's the name of the coffee shop they also do traditional drum roasting um at blue max we had a traditional drum roasting so it's it's very you know i at least is it new how long has it been around um i guess the the process hasn't been around for like that long um so it's it's pretty new it's still pretty new because i've I've tried to, you know, research air roasting for other coffee shops uh, and seeing like what I can learn about it. But there's really not much out there. Right. And if it wasn't for working at Creepy Coffee, I wouldn't even know that this process even existed. 
Right. Interesting. I didn't know. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have known either if I didn't. It was the only shop out of all the shops I went to that air roasted. Well, wait, that's a lie. There was one other shop in Denver that was air roasting, but they're outsourcing it from another big air roaster, and it may have been Kribby. <laughs> so am I pronouncing Kribby? Yeah, Kribby Coffee. Kribby, Kribby, yeah. So that's crazy. Interesting. Um, and so it's not so popular in the Midwest either. It's just unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something that definitely like makes us stand out from the rest. And I think that was also one of the reasons why I, cause I was, you know, jumping from coffee shop to coffee shop just cause I couldn't, I didn't really, you know, find a a good plate. Yeah. And, you know, I found creepy and that was kind of one of the selling points for me that made me, you know, that I kind of decided to stay, um, for the long game. Um, Especially right. coming from Blue Max Coffee that we roasted in house, that's something that I valued a lot as you know a barista having like good quality beans and creepy coffee. You know, provided that for me also. Um, so that was kind of again why I I stayed with this company and continue to stay with this company for so long, just because I I'm a big fan of the air roasting. Yeah. Would, and so you think you'd air roast at your own shops and Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like air roasting is definitely, okay. I would say I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of, and I've changed from, you know, drum roasting to air roasting. So it's... Interesting. Well, I think, yeah, I think that there's a lot to learn about this. And um, it may even be cool to have one of your air roasters, the one of the guys that does the process you know, um, in back of house warehouse Mm -hmm. type of people to come in and, um, maybe, you know, dive into more of the sciencey part. Um, cause that, that could be really interesting even with someone that drum roast and kind of ask these questions. Cause I think a lot of people don't really know much about it or make assumptions. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I I really, one of the things that I love um, about, you know, creepy coffee, people come in, especially new customers, and they'll see that we're actively roasting and they'll be like, oh, what is that? Like, what are you guys doing? Um, and it's like, oh, we explained to them the whole process. And a lot of customers are like really taken aback. They're like, wow, like they're so like intrigued about the whole process. And, you know, I love kind of telling the the story of like how how the machine operates and everyone's just like oh that's so cool you know because a lot of people haven't heard about air roasting so when we tell them you know about how the coffee is roasted they're like very intrigued and you know they obviously inquire you know really good questions and i love answering them to the best of my knowledge at least you know yeah so are you guys as you know managers and baristas at the shop are you guys air roasting yourself yeah, so it is it is wow. super easy to okay. use the machine um not only it sounded complex and i was like oh they must not so that's crazy no, no, no. All, interesting all, all our baristas that get hired learn how to use the air roaster so everyone so is it kind of like an oven like an air fryer <laughs> um kind of so um the best way i can describe it is like you're you're putting the beans into this glass chamber um, and you know, we have a little sheet that says, you know, um, the, we have like several types of beans. So all the beans have like a, a different, uh, roast setting. 
So we have a little interesting that kind of you see like, okay, we're doing Colombian and we need like medium row. So you, you put it into the, this little glass chamber, you close the, the top of it. Um, and then, you know, it's like 422 degrees or something like that. I can't remember at the top of my head. Wow. Um, and then you just literally press the screen, how many pounds you put in, um, at what kind of temperature. And then you just click the little button and it, it that's it. That's all you have to do. So wow. it is so it's very simple. Oh, it is super super simple compared to the drum roasting. Right. Yeah, that can be very precise and um I mean it would be very interesting to do a little taste test of the different flavor notes you can get versus, mm-hmm. you know, with the two. Um cuz I mean, I tried the Kirby coffee and it was good. Um but, you know, I only tried it yeah. once, so <laughs> I would have to really think about it and be, you know, intentionally trying it and maybe comparing um, to it's hard. to. I mean, what do you compare to like what drum roast do you compare it to? Because there, that's a huge variety, you know, yeah. so it's incomparable. It's just its own thing. Yeah. And, like. and one of like our, our slogan is kind of always fresh, never bitter. That's kind of like what we mm. live by. So a fun fact about drum roasting, when you are, you know, roasting, you have to get rid of the skin of the bean and we call it the shaft. And uh, it's really hard to get rid of all that in the drum roaster. And with the air roaster, because it's so light, it just kind of like, it doesn't vacuum it out, but it, it just kind of gets released up into another little chamber. So all the, the skin of the bean gets separated from the bean that's, getting roasted um right and that is kind of why our coffee stands out from other coffee shops um because you know our coffee is is never bitter the the chef is what makes the coffee bitter uh that's why sometimes if you have like the traditional drum roasting coffee if there's a lot of chef in there it might be a little bitter um with the air roasting we don't have that problem so it definitely you know makes our coffee stand out a lot Right. Well, it's so cool. I think that, you know, people that are considering starting their own shop or want to learn more about coffee and different kinds of roasting mechanisms and techniques um, should definitely learn about air roasting. Um, check out Kribby. Kribby Coffee. Kribby. Mm-hmm. I was saying, I keep saying Kribby. Check out Kribby Coffee's website. Check out um the process there there's lots of youtube videos mm-hmm. um just on the process itself and so i think this is really awesome and opens eyes to a whole new um idea well i'd love to end with some application for other baristas owners um people that are interested here and see if frida if you have anything that um you'd like to Share from your experience here, seven years of um, working in this industry and now, um, you know, deciding that this is the industry for you for the long haul. So um, is there anything that you'd like to kind of give people to stick with? Yeah, I guess I would say if, you know, whoever is curious about learning about the coffee industry, I I definitely recommend working at a coffee shop because you definitely learn so much. 
And again, I started off not knowing anything and really not being interested in learning. It just, like I said, it just kind of fell on my lap where, you know, and it was like pretty much the best decision I could have made because uh, I, I really love what I do. And it's, I have so much knowledge that I've taught other people that, you know, that I've trained and it's really a fun process. And I really, you know, learn to love it. And if you already love coffee and you're trying to go into that field, you're going to love it even more just because there's so much to learn. And even, you know, myself with like seven years of experience, I'm still learning from other people. Like we hire people that, you know, have had more experience than I have. And, you know, I learn a lot from them. So it's it's just a big learning experience to me. Um, and I definitely recommend if you are interested in, you know, going into that field, just do it. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Um, you might realize it, that it might not be for you or you might turn out like me and just be like, wow, I really, I really love it. <laughs> right. It's great advice. I mean, and it's very simple because I had the same thing kind of happen. I, well, same and different. I have always had this idea. I want to start a coffee shop. I want to start a coffee shop. And I had a mentor that I was meeting with tell me, well, you know, you need to work at a coffee shop if you want to start one. And I was like, do I? And then later on, I think a while later on, I took that advice and I said, okay, you know, I needed a job at that time. And I was like, well, I better work in coffee because <laughs> I have this idea, you know, but then I knew, yeah, you know, this is right. But that type of coffee shop, you know, then I kind of realized, okay, well, maybe I should work at, you know, this kind and that kind. And you can kind of see what, um, you know, is out there. Cause there's so many different kinds of coffee shops and there's so many different, um, there's so much to be out there. I mean, coffee is the second biggest commodity in the yeah, world. Absolutely. So, there's even, you know, it's a huge um, industry. One of the perks about living in the city here in Chicago, there's so many different types of coffee shops that specialize in, you know, various things. Um, I believe there's a coffee shop, um, by Cravey called uh, Fairgrounds and they do a lot of like pour over coffees. So that's kind of like their thing. Um, some people, you know, specialize more right. in um, like, uh, like siphon coffees. Uh, so it really, you know, every coffee shop is, is different. Like the, the core is, you know, the same, but like, you know, there's different, different specialty coffee shops. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I, have you seen the show, uh, Magno, the Magnolia Farm? What's it? The flipping show or it's not flipping. They like oh, renovate houses. You know what I'm talking um, about? With Mag uh, yes. I mean, I, I, I've never right. seen. That I've never Joanna Gaines. <laughs> <I've> never <laughs> Target. That, that yes. I've, I've never seen the show, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Who I'm yeah. talking about? Right. So she has, um, you know, they've done really well and they started like a, um magnolia farms like bakery because she always wanted to start a bakery mm -hmm. and i was like that's so cool and i remember thinking like okay cool like you could do whatever and then just like start that cool idea later like you could have a dream and then like do something else and then someday just do whatever that mm -hmm. dream is like she was doing houses but then she's like oh yeah i want to do a bakery too i've always wanted to do that i'm just gonna do it like how did she know what to do with the bakery you know yeah i you kind of have to know, like learn things and do it and experience it on someone else's dime and not in a bad way, someone else's dime, but like learn the industry and 
you know, be there and learn the craft. Yeah. You learn the craft. Yeah, no, I feel like that just kind of can be applied anywhere in the like, you know, service industry, like the especially the the restaurant industry, because you won't be able to know how to run a restaurant unless you work at a restaurant. Same thing with a coffee shop. You won't know how to run a coffee shop unless you work at a coffee shop and you you see the ins and outs. Um, so it, it really, you know, it's a big, um, plus like learning, like working at a coffee shop before making that decision to, you know, open up your own coffee shop. Like you really need that, you know, guidance. And also like when you work at different coffee shops, you learn from different people and you can have different mentors for different things. So like, that's, you know, what you're doing is great. You know, you're, you're, having all these people that can definitely guide you to the right direction. Right. Yeah. I mean, everyone li- who's listening is on the <laughs> right track here. You can listen to all these people and that's why I'm so passionate about it because, um, well, I'm so passionate about coffee in this dream, but I want to mm-hmm. share it. So all these people that I've met, you know, I'm so happy that ev- anyone can... Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm so grateful you listened to this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me out by leaving a small review. If you have any feedback, ideas, questions, or just want to geek out with coffee with me, please leave a DM or send an email to Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss at gmail.com. I will try my best to get back to you promptly. And as always, share this episode with a friend or even a staff member, coworker, or your coffee boss. And tune in for the next episode of Coffee Boss. Thank you for listening.